Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. Hey, hey, my friend. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you're here. If you are listening to this in real time, so like the middle of November, it is cold. (laughs) It is cold here in Iowa. And so the vibe for today's episode is just kind of like two girlfriends chatting in your comfy living room. We've got warm beverages. I've got some coffee. Maybe you have some tea. Maybe you also have some coffee too. Whatever's going on. (laughs) It's cold. There are blankets. We're warm and cozy and we're just going to have a really fun girl to girl, like girlfriends chatting type of conversation today. So today, if you clicked on the title of today's episode, you know (laughs) that today we are finishing up my takeaways from Empower Her Live, the event that I went to a couple of weeks ago now, like more than a couple, like several weeks ago. Um, I'm not great at math. It's fine. (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, (laughs) Several weeks ago, I went to Empower Her Live. Last week, I think I had recorded an episode that started sharing some of my takeaways. And then today, we're going to finish that conversation. We're going to wrap up that conversation about takeaways I had from Empower Her Live because seriously, it was such an amazing event. And I think there is so much power in women coming together like you and I are right now, where we share our takeaways. We have a raw and real and open conversation that is oriented around our growth and allows us to support and empower one another. Those are some of my favorite conversations and situations to be in. So that's the vibe. That's the intention for this particular episode. So let's get right into it. And we're going to pick up right where we left off. So Chris Harder was our last speaker in the other episode. And then by the way, I can link that episode for you in the show notes. So Chris Harder is where we left off, which means the next speaker that I got to hear was Lori Harder. So let's get into it. So there are about a bajillion things I could share with you (laughs) that Lori said that were just sheer fire. She had this amazing um, imagery going of surfing and she had this other thing going with turtles and she just, she was so funny and so relatable. And she said so many amazing things. It was so difficult to pick just one thing to share with you, (laughs) but I somehow managed to do it. So the thing that I feel called to share with you here on this podcast today is this. So this is what Lori said. There's a high price you pay for not going for it. And man, oh man, (laughs) was that one of the many things that was said throughout the entire weekend that just hit me like a ton of bricks because that is exactly what I was experiencing um, you know, last summer, right? So around the publication of our first book. So if you don't know, let's take a step back here. <laughs> I am the founder and CEO of Power Within Her Publishing that I own and run with my friend and business partner, Christina. And in the summer when we were about to publish our first book, I was experiencing so much anxiety. And it was actually before Christina even came on. 
um, to the publishing house. I was experiencing so much anxiety. I was running from all the emails, just like hiding, (laughs) burying my head in the sand, just freaking out, feeling perpetually like someone had their hand inside my chest and was just squeezing my heart. My back was a mess. Everything just like in my body felt so off and I was just in this constant state of anxiety. And at the time I was like, well, this is clearly because I was not meant to go into business, right? (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, like business is stressful. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got three degrees. None of them are in in, um, business. They're all in English. Like, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. And like I keep saying, I was perpetually anxious. And when I heard Lori say there's a high price you pay for not going for it, I was immediately, immediately kicked back to last summer and I was like, oh, I was interpreting all of these physiological signs as, you know, hey, I shouldn't go into business when I actually think now looking back, I know looking back, it was my my body and my mind and just my entire being saying, no, like go for it. You're trying to tamp down all this greatness. You're trying to tamp down all of this passion. You've got to let it out because if you don't let it out, it is going to kill you. It is literally hurting you by avoiding the business, by trying to tell yourself that you can't do this. And wow, does that hit differently? Because I think it's so much more common for us to interpret things like anxiety and fear and feeling like an imposter and just all of these things that can can happen to us um, as ambitious women as we're pursuing our goals. We can look at those things and those feelings and the presence of them and be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is why we shouldn't do this. We can use them as a early um, exit ramp, right? We can use them as a scapegoat and just like, no, there were the presence of these things that don't feel good. <laughs> I can't do it, Right. And that is the opposite of the truth. Later on in her talk, I don't have it in front of me, but later on in her talk, Lori went on to say that if you don't chase your dreams, you become a psychopath. And it's so true. She had all these really, um, she, she delivered them really funny. They're not inherently funny, but the way she delivered them were really funny where she just made it so abundantly clear that when you have a dream inside you and you let it die or you sit on it, like it starts to hurt you. It, it will start to rot inside of you and that doesn't feel good and it just it changes it changes you it makes you you know into this version that is not the 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 best version of you <laughs> it is definitely not your higher self and i think that is definitely the path that i was headed down because i was i was i was scared i was anxious i was like oh gosh i don't know what i'm doing our author had all these questions that i was like i don't know i can't answer these questions i have no idea what i'm doing right but you know, through taking action, you have to go through it and you can figure it out. And now I can answer those questions in like the whole nine yards. But the point here is that we're going to pay a price if we don't go for our dreams. Like I said, it's going to rot inside of you and it is going to haunt and torture you if you don't go for it. Because I think regret stings so much worse than, than failure. Because with what ifs and I should have's or I could have's, you're never going to get the answer. All you're going to have are, you know, spiraling thought patterns of like, oh, this is what it might have looked like if I if I did do it, right? Or if I did try. But you're never ever going to know because you never went for it, right? That's why what ifs and sitting on the precipice of a giant decision to go for it hurts worse <laughs> than actually going for it, right? So don't pay that high price. You don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. The woman next to you doesn't deserve that.
So to wrap up this section on Lori Harder, I've got a journal prompt question for you. So ask yourself, what is the price that I am paying or will pay if I don't go for it? Journal it out, talk through it with a friend, with your therapist, whoever, but just really like think about it because when we think about it, we get some really um, important answers, (laughs) right? So now we're going to go on to our next um, speaker, and it was actually the surprise speaker at Empower Her Live, Jamie Kern Lima. And holy guacamole, like holy Batman, holy everything. It was incredible to see Jamie live. So I, last year or a couple years ago, whenever her book Believe It first came out, I listened to it on audio and I just ate up the entire story. And I was like, oh my God, like this woman has heard the word no so many times that it's just like, how, how, how did she not give up? (laughs) Right? Like I was just blown away by her story. She kept after it for so many years, despite hearing no, despite being broke, despite having all the cards stacked against her and all this extra external BS that happens in the beauty industry and happens with women, you know, was happening to her. And I was like, just again, blown away by her story. And eventually she broke through. She was able to sell her um, you know, cosmetics business for billions of dollars, like billion with a B, <laughs> not million, billions of dollars. And she is just proof of what is possible when you just keep going and going and going. And so of the many things that I took away from her keynote was this. When you change your relationship with rejection, you change your life. Rejection is redirection and protection. And then she went on to also say, um, if you don't change that relationship that you have with, I can't even talk, (laughs) with rejection, um, you risk doubting yourself out of your own destiny. And wow, all of that just hit me like a ton of bricks as well. Because it's so true, right? Rejection doesn't feel good. Nobody loves being rejected. I'm sure that we all have one of those stories back in middle school or high school or whatever it is, like when you're starting to become interested in people romantically, where you're just like, no, I can't tell them. They can't know because what if they say no? Oh my God, right? (laughs) Please tell me I'm not alone in this. If that was also you, please slide into my DMs and just like send me a green heart to know that I'm not alone in that. Um, but point being is that rejection doesn't feel good. We often hold ourselves back from pursuing that which we know is aligned or that feels good or something that we really, really want to do because we're like, ah, I cannot stomach rejection. It doesn't feel good. It stings and it's frustrating. And then we often make being told no or being rejected, um, mean a whole bunch of stuff that it does not have to mean, right? You know, um, in the past when I've been rejected when submitting my writing to different online magazines, they're just like, oh, this is great. But no, I'm like, oh, man, I suck. Like, I suck. My writing's not good enough. Maybe I shouldn't have tried. Maybe I should give up. All this stuff, right? And I bet that you can connect to that. Maybe not with writing, but with whatever it is that you want to pursue. Whatever it is that you enjoy and that you love and you want to, um, to do with your life and with your time. It is just so easy to make no's and rejections mean something that it doesn't mean. 
like this image just popped into my head <laughs> of the decision to take the elevator or to take the the stairs, right? It's so easy to choose the elevator. It's easy to choose to make no and rejection mean that we suck. It's so much more difficult <laughs> to take the stairs, right? Um, and to take the path where you believe to your core, in your bones, that rejection doesn't mean you suck. It means that it's redirecting you and it's protecting you. And I think that's the beautiful reframe that Jamie offered us because if there's anyone in this world who's heard no, <laughs> um, you know, as, as often as she did, like it's, it's her. She's heard no more than anyone on this entire planet, I swear. And if she can believe that, that rejection is redirection and protection, then we can too. It's a beautiful invitation to stop beating ourselves up and an opportunity to practice believing truly in the marrow of our bones that the universe has our back. And I have recently leaned into this belief after hearing Jamie talk about it. I'm like, yes, I'm going to choose to believe it too. And recently I have experienced some rejection and that was my gut inclination to be like, oh man, like maybe I'm not good enough. But then I paused right there and I was like, no, 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 got out of the metaphorical elevator and headed toward the stairs and was like, this part-time writing job was not for me. I made it through two rounds of the interviews, didn't make it to the third and final round. Um, and that's okay because the universe has my back. The universe was like, ooh, you know, Megan's got the the talent and the ability to do this part-time writing thing, but ooh, not aligned for her, not going to be good. So we're going to send out a rejection, right? And it feels so much better <laughs> to frame that situation that way and really prompts me to lean more into my business than to get distracted by a part-time writing gig that I know in my heart isn't truly aligned. So rejection truly is redirection and protection because as soon as I was rejected from that part-time writing job, I was a little bummed, right? Like I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was a little bummed. I'm allowed to feel a little bit bummed. But in that redirection, I was like, wait a minute, you know, it gave me a minute to check in with myself. I was like, this is not aligned. What am I doing? I would be doing very formulaic legal writing work and that's just something I don't want to do. So the universe was looking out for me. It was redirecting me, redirecting me back to my business, back to the kind of writing I do like to do. And it was protecting me from more misalignment in my life. And I was like, yes. <laughs> After a while, I was like, heck yes. This is exactly what I needed from the universe. It needed to block me from doing something that was not going to benefit me in the long run, right? So rejection truly is a beautiful redirection and protection if we are willing to see it that way. And again, we might not be able to see it that way right away, but if you give yourself a little bit of time and space and really like think about what that rejection means in outside of what we typically make it mean, which like we suck, oh, we're not good enough. Like, no, that's not what I mean. Like when we really take a second to think about, you know, the, the higher meaning, the meaning that serves us, it can be really, really powerful. And if I let that part-time writing job rejection mean that I wasn't a good writer, that I suck, that I wasn't meant to do this, then I might quit writing all of the books that I have in the works right now. I might quit being a writing coach. I might throw in the towel on the publishing business, but that is not aligned. I'm not going to let a tiny little minuscule rejection from a part-time, you know, writing job destroy 
The beautiful future I know that I have as a writer, as an author, as a writing coach, as a publisher. I'm not going to let that tiny little rejection destroy my destiny and what I know is aligned for me. And I know that you don't want to do that either. So here's a question that you could journal out or talk about with a therapist or a friend or whoever that you feel comfortable talking with. And the question is, what is your current relationship like with rejection? And if you find, like I used to, (laughs) for me, um, that my relationship or that your relationship with rejection is not a good one, why is that? Like dig into that, think critically about that. And just see what you find because the more self-awareness we have, the more we figure out how we operate as people and how we think, um, the more clarity we can get on where we need to grow and what we need to work on right now. So anyway, that is what I learned from Jamie Kern-Lima. She is absolutely incredible. And by the way, I cannot believe I didn't lead with this, (laughs) but when she was coming up to the stage to speak, I was sitting right on the aisle and I just kind of like put out my hand like for a little high five and I did not get a high five. I got a full blown hug. So that was absolutely freaking incredible. Like (laughs) major top 10 moment for my life. That was amazing. So Anyway, that's what I uh, learned from Jamie Kerlima. And so then the final speaker that I want to talk about with you today is Aisha Marshall. And oh my gosh, I just love this woman so much. So let's get into what I learned from her. So real quick, before we get into talking about what I learned from Aisha, she is the co-founder of a digital consulting agency, Creative Label, and her passion is to help people live their purpose and to thrive in business through strategic creativity and branding. And one of the biggest takeaways I had from her was this beautiful extended metaphor of um, how the butterfly, or excuse me, (laughs) I got that mixed up, how the caterpillar becomes a butterfly, but we're going to save that for a different episode. Um, So today what I I want to share with you has nothing to do with (laughs) the, the extended butterfly metaphor, but it's still so unbelievably powerful. And I don't have the full you know, quote that she said, I just have a bullet point because my fingers were going just so fast on my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to capture all this magic. So the little tiny bullet point I want to share with you um, that she said was know your core values. And that was something I really, really needed to hear because of course, like a lot of people, I have my core values, but sometimes I don't think about them actively. And so it was a really wonderful moment to dig into what I do value and put a name to it and put it into an order and just really sit with it for a second. And so for me, just some of them um, that I value are, you know, things like integrity, doing the work, being responsible, having a good attitude, like all that kind of stuff, right? And so it just was really cool to name them and to put them into the forefront of my mind. And I was like, yeah, these are the guiding principles of my life. It's what I hold dear. It's how I want to show up in the world. And in a certain area of my life right now, I feel like these values are being challenged (laughs) um, in not good ways. And so Um, just with that little bullet point of Aisha's like, yes, know your values. I was like, cool, let's think about them. And then I realized I looked around at my life and I realized in that area of my life, I was like, dang, like this is why I feel misaligned. This is why I feel like crap in this particular area. It's because my values are constantly being questioned and challenged in not good ways. And so 
My point here is that values can help us to see what is or is not aligned in our lives. When it comes to relationships, to jobs, to where we live, it's just this beautiful and excellent benchmark to make sure that we're living in alignment because we only get one life. We only get one shot at this life and our values can help us to make sure that we are living our lives up to the fullest, that we are just living the crap out of our lives, the one life that we get here on this planet. And of course, I've got a journal prompt here for you so you can actually journal it out pen to paper or you can chat about it with a friend, a therapist, or someone that you trust, but really dig into this question. What are your values? And if they are being challenged in not good ways, what can you do about it? And that concludes today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that there was something here that resonated with you, something that you can apply to you and your life. I love you. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you spending your time listening to this podcast because you are an ambitious woman. You are busy. Your time is precious. And it means so much to me that you tune into this podcast and that we're in this together. So again, thank you so much for being here. I truly love and appreciate you. And if you did not attend Empower Her Live and you really enjoyed these episode recaps, there is going to be another event next year. So I will link Keisha's website for you in the show notes so you can check it out. Tickets are not yet on sale, but I... I mean, you could just go check it out. And I just, I cannot highly recommend (laughs) this event enough. It was life-changing. I needed to be in that room to hear these messages, to connect with all the amazing women at the event. It was just so life-changing. Not only was it about the hype and the lessons and the little golden nuggets, but it was also about giving us tools and things to think about, things to do when we got home. So it was, for me, the perfect storm of an event. (laughs) The hype with the work and just the full broad spectrum of emotions. We went up high, like you, you felt like you could do anything. And then we dipped a little bit lower to get into the tough feels. But that's what growth and life is all about. You've got the highs, you've got the lows, you've got the hype, you've got the work. It was just such a beautiful experience. So... Um, I just cannot highly recommend it enough. So I hope to see you there next year at Empower Her Live. It would be so amazing to connect with you, to meet more women in this podcast community. So that said, I love you. I believe in you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.